Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, season two, episode 32. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, today we've got a few troops down, so it's just myself and Tash. Uh, sound worse than I feel. Uh, my little toddler has been coughing in my face for the last week and has, uh, has uh, sort of struck me down a little bit. So shout out to everyone that's a little bit under the weather this time of year, but that doesn't change our energy levels. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is State of Origin season. We are so excited and pumped up for this episode, and we are very fortunate to have one of the legends of our sport uh, join us. Uh, we are so fortunate. So I'd like to welcome to the show very special guest in Joe Barrett. Joe, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Dan. Pleasure to be here. Now, so our listeners don't have to listen to my uh, dulcet tones. I'm just going to hand this straight over to you guys. Uh, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, Tash and Joe, two all-time legends of our sport. Uh, You guys are equally as excited for the state of origin as myself. So the question I've got for you in the warm-up is um, throw us over some memories from state of origin. I mean, it's been an incredible journey for both of you over the years. So tell us a little bit about some memories that come to mind. Uh, Joe, we'll start with you. Yeah, I just um, was thinking about this earlier. In terms of Tasha, I never had the opportunity to play against her, but I was playing for Queensland many years ago and we headed down to enemy territory. We're playing in Penrith. And um, the word on the street, because Tasha obviously knows um, a lot of the Queensland players that were still in the team, it's like Tasha Gale's here to watch Tasha Gale. So it was this, I remember thinking I'd heard of her um, and as much as she was from New South Wales, because she was a bit of a legend. I was like, oh, I hope we play well, hope I play well. Um, and it wasn't for a few years after that that we actually crossed paths and have become really good mates. But a um, bit of a standout moment for me, just hearing about this former player, which in today's era is hard to for young for this era of players to comprehend because they just they know and they've seen footage of players. So it was a bit different for me. Yeah. Uh, Joey, very, very flattering. <laughs> I've got to tell you, I've got so many memories. Um, Firstly, the very first time we were named New South Wales versus Queensland, um, I was lucky enough to be the number seven and captain. My number six was none other than Natalie Dwyer, who turned out to be an assistant coach for Queensland. And um, I'm putting it to you now, um, Joey, who do you think my number 12 was? Oh, do you know what? I'm going to have a stab in the dark. I have a feeling it might be the current Queensland coach. Was it Tani Norris? Correct. Tani Norris was there playing in the blue jumper with me. Uh, Another great memory that I have is in 2018. Now, Joey, you were there. You were actually manager. Um, You were also doubling up and um, calling the game. So you raced from the change rooms after setting up for the girls to actually do the commentary. And I looked around, that stadium was packed. It was at North Sydney. Um, there were banners and pictures and people were knowing Ali Brigginshaw. They were knowing Izzy Kelly. There were boys and girls there that actually were true fans of the women's game. So that for me was an aha moment. 
because oh, I could uh, I could listen to that all day, and it just continues to pump us up as we get closer to this incredible clash. But uh, yeah, so many special memories there, and I think there's going to be a few more uh, with this with this clash. So uh, let's dive into it. All right, team, let's try, let's jump into our breakdown and let's feature this State of Origin special. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, we're going to head straight to you to start to talk about the Queensland uh, side. Obviously, uh, looking to win three consecutive uh, series in a row. Um, let's start with some of the outside backs because, you know, there is so much talent in this particular team. But, you know, this outside backs group, they, they've had incredible individual seasons. It's going to be pretty special to see what they can produce once they're all together. Yeah, when you look at that, like the back five, I think, gee, if you if you line them up in a you know, on a running track for a 100-metre sprint, there's, the times would be phenomenal. And what I'm really excited about for Queensland is the depth because you've got a player like Tamika Upton who we've seen her break apart um, games at all levels as fullback. But we've also got the likes of Vani Politi who's just come back into, come over to rugby league from Union um, who's more than capable of being a quality fullback at this level and she's on the wing. So for me, I just think there's such depth and such talent there. Um I'm really excited to see how that goes. And, and you know, often you real, rely so heavily on a fullback and you look at your wingers and they're always good and they're a valued position. Um, but when you look at the strength of the wingers for Queensland, it really excites, excites me to see what they can do in broken play. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tash, you know, the other thing that sort of, um, you know, comes to mind when we look at this particular team list, we're going to talk about the halves shortly, but obviously there's a pretty special connection there. But you know, one of the things when you look at the Queensland team, you can see the combinations. You can see players who have played together for a significant period of time, who have played together recently. Now, we all know when it comes to representative football, especially just in a one-game series, you know, it's about producing. This is grand final day. You only get one opportunity. Talk to us a little bit about some of these Brisbane connections, in particular in the back line, because, um, you know, you, you look at a player like Tamika Rupton, she's going to have a very good sense of, you know, what's needed and, uh, you know, how the players around her play. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. And just as Joey said, you know, Tamika Upton tears people apart at all all levels. And um, I remember the 2020 origin, she was just on fire. She scored the first two tries, just ripped us apart. An amazing step on her as well. And each stride she takes is just so, so powerful. Um, and I think the trio, we, we were calling them um, Upton, Aiken and Brigginshaw. And they're back in the one, six, seven. We know um, Ali went to the 13 there last year, but that is an amazing combination that have played together a lot and uh, just so lethal. Yeah, and they're going to be stinging a little bit, you know. Probably the way things ended in the NRLW competition probably wasn't ideal. So, you know, they've got so much motivation heading into this one. They've got some really good finishes on the wing, obviously in Bass and Robinson. Um, you know, they're not going to let any, any opportunities pass. So, you know, if, if, if they're given any sort of space, they'll obviously take advantage of it. Uh, Joe, can we talk about the number three in this particular team? Uh, Vani Palete, I mean... Mm. As a New South Wales fan, she terrifies me. And, again, you talk about depth. To have her in the centres, I mean, I can't see too many weaknesses in her game. 
No, neither can I. I agree with that. And I think she's just such a well-rounded player. Um, and I think what she brings to the game, and, and I know we'll talk about New South Wales later because the likes of Emma Tonegato does this as well, they're Olympic gold medalists. So they've played under enormous pressure before, which I think will really hold them in good stead for something like the origin. But more than anything, have that flow-on effect. You know, if, if I'm a centre or, or a second row and I'm looking outside me or inside me and seeing Vani Politi in the centres, I'm feeling confident as a player. And we know that the strike power of the New South Wales centres, you know, Sergis and Kelly have such a reputation and it feels really good as a Queenslander to know we've potentially got their match there in Vani. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. You've got your Isabel Kelly and Sergis there uh, in, in, in Vani and her ability to beat that first defender every single time with that pump, she's... So strong, a little bit underestimated in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be very interesting uh, to watch. Joe, talk to us a little bit about the halves in, in, in Taryn and Ali. Obviously, different stages of their career. It's yeah. been really cool to see the the friendship, the mateship, the combination that they've built off the field, on the field. Um, but, yeah, talk to us a little bit about your reflections of their season so far, how things ended in the NRLW competition, and I guess your expectations coming into this one. Well, I guess what we already know is they've had um, a lot of experience on, at a high level as the Broncos. And while the Broncos didn't have the season that they wanted and they stung a little bit in missing out on a grand final, um, that team's won three premierships in a row. And particularly the, the more recent years where Aiken and Brigginshaw have combined, they're very different players. Um, but you can almost see in some ways there's a bit of a changing of the guard. But Ali's her own player, has developed her own reputation, but Aiken's got her own little set of skills and she kind of reminds me of watching Alfie Langer back in the day. She gives a lot of way in size to her opposition, but she's not afraid to take the line on. And she stood up in her first game of origin against a really big, powerful New South Wales side. Um, and she's even more experienced now and she's stronger. You can even see it in her physique. She's really developing under the pathways and semi-professional support that, that's around the game. So I think as a combination, they're only getting stronger. And it's that instinct. It's a one-off game. Um, and I think looking at that, there's just so much they're going to bring as a pair because they've played hours and hours of footy before now. That will be a real advantage for Queensland. So I expect they'll be comfortable in that role. Um, and they've got a really good balance of their different personalities and different people, but they won't clash under pressure. Sometimes Ali will take the lead. Sometimes Taryn will just play what's in front of her. Uh, and we're yet to see that fail. So I think that'll work really well. Yeah, definitely the yin and yang in terms of their playing styles. And it's great to see that it works so well. I think, you know, the tip sheet for New South Wales is Aiken's going to run, you know, as soon as she senses any sort of fatigue in the game, she's mm. going to run first. So that's got to be on the tip sheet for New South Wales. In terms of Brigginshaw, you know, you look at both teams, she'd be the first player picked in a one-off representative game. You know, obviously she's achieved so much, but, you know, one of the things that we've spoken about heavy with when it comes to Ali is, you know, it, it feels like she is the master of tempo, especially as the games get more and more, uh, you know, when, when everything's on the line, Ali's got that ability to slow things down and, and, and I guess, you know, regain control when momentum uh, sort of moves away from Queensland. So, uh, yeah, really special there. All right, well, uh, Tash, let's, uh, you know, obviously you've got to grit your teeth as a New South Wales supporter. We'll get to your beloved state in a second. But, hey, we've got to show a little bit of love to this Queensland forward pack because, um, again, more and more talent here. 
Yeah, Dan, the forward pack, the engine room of the Queensland team has always been outstanding. And we just talked about the magic three in um, Aiken and uh, Upton and Brigginshaw, but they they can't do what they do without the engine room that Queensland have, and they bring it every time, and they just seem to lift a gear. Um, I think you just really got to watch out for Chelsea Lenarduzzi. She's during the NRLW. She seemed to even up it another notch. She's um, she's playing that extra link. Like when you're about ten meters out, we all know that offloads bring unstructured defence, and and Chelsea Lenarduzzi. He can do that so well. She actually turns it back on the opposition to feed off whether it's Upton or Aiken coming through. Um, so very, very dangerous there is the engine room. You know, you, you talk about the Lenarduzzi offload, which is, I guess, <laughs> you know, you talk about tip sheets uh, for New South Wales. I think it's I think it's at a point where you've actually, you know how players, they tape their wrists and everything like that. I think the coach should be riding in big black marker the Lena Doozy offload because we know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, you know, how much damage control can you do in a one-off game? I mean, there's been instances on the biggest stage where she's produced five or six offloads, which is completely ridiculous. If she's able to do that, um, it's going to make it very, very difficult for New South Wales to, to win the ruck. So, um, yeah, they're definitely going to have to have a, a defender in there hunting that and trying to shut that down. Uh, Joey, do talk to us a little bit about the hooker in, in, in Brit, you know, She's obviously, we've spoken a lot about her over the last couple of years. Um, It's hard to give her enough praise as well. But again, the dummy half position is going to be pretty important in this one. Yeah, Brito, as she's affectionately known, she missed out last year and that was primarily due to the work commitments that she had and, you know, the pressure that players are on to take leave and not be able to manage both. So with the shift we've had in payment and support to the players, um, you know, Brito's a really good example of what happens when the players are a little bit better looked after. We've now got, um, you know, our best hooker in a position um, and she's just so experienced now in playing at that position under pressure. She'll link beautifully. I know she played for the Titans this year, but she's been with the Broncos, so she links beautifully with um, Ali and Taryn in the halves and she's just got composure under pressure. Yeah. Um, and the thing is you've got a player like Destiny Brill who could also be a really good hooker. So um, Queensland won without Brito. Um, so the fact that she's back in, I think, gives people confidence. And she's also, as a player over the years, um, worked a lot more with Tony Norris, the coach. So I think that's a tried and tested combination um, and relationship that's already there. So I'm really excited to see her back after an NRL season earlier in the year, NRLW season. Um, she, she's jumping out of her skin to get back in the Maroon jersey, so that's awesome. Yeah. Now, look, as a Knights fan, I don't like to admit I've got too many favourite players in the Broncos system, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's certainly a few that come to mind. Um, and, and Lauren Brown also, like, she's an incredible player, one, one of my favourites as well. So, um, yeah, the dummy half position is going to be pretty well uh, put together there for Queensland. Uh, Tash, you know, as New South Wales fans, we're really thinking about, you know, parts of the Queensland team that really worry us. Uh, This back row and lock position for Queensland, I mean, this is as all-star as it gets. You talk about players where you're running the ball and you try and sort of veer away from them. We'll talk a little bit about some New South Wales players that sort of can do that. But Harden, Gray, Brill, that's a tough matchup for New South Wales. Yeah, it sure is. Talisha Harden brings so much leadership and so much experience and 
always lifts um, at origin level. Destiny Brill last year scored as an 18-year-old, um, showed absolutely no fear, and, and she scored the Queensland's only try, which they turned it out uh, pipping us by two points. And I'm going to go on record now. I do believe that penalty, upon watching it over and over, was deserved. Um, so I'll just say that. Thank to you. <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, we you're had, about to have an argument, Sash, but that's good. That's good. No, no, no. I, we had Chelsea on the show a little while back and I had to apologise to her as well because, um, yeah, Okay, it was deserved. But let's get back to those um, those players. Talisha Harden, Destiny Brill, plays out of a skill uh, skin. It's like she has no fear. Yeah. And I don't know, is it something about teenagers that just have no fear? Um, uh, and Tasman Gray, like she's got to be one of the powerful edge forwards. Um, she's picked up so many awards. She's she's someone to fear. So Tasha, you know, it, so much so that Gray could possibly be one of our most powerful athletes in the world. You know, when you think about, you know, you know there's rugby out there, there's there's all, all of the different codes and all the different athletes. When you watch Tasman Gray, there there is something truly special about her. So, again, tip sheets for New South Wales, maybe just sort of avoid uh, Tasman because, uh, yeah, she can certainly tackle, that's for sure. Um, guys, we'll move over to New South Wales, but before we do, how can we not show a little bit of love to the great Steph Hancock? I mean, we've got we've just got so much love for you know, what she's done for the game. But, Joe, this isn't just a um, – this isn't just a, an invitation based on what she's done in the past. I mean, Steph has earned this jersey based on her current form. I mean, I, I, I can't really put this into words in terms of how she's playing. She's scoring tries. Um, but obviously, you know, her experience and, and leadership into the camp is pretty special. Talk to us a little bit about uh, Steph. Oh, well, yeah, Steph, you know, a lifelong childhood friend of mine, but I sort of give her a hard time about, like, that movie Benjamin Button. It's like as she gets older, she seems to get younger. And you're so right, Dan. This isn't a token invite because she's a legend of the game and and there's an obligation to pick her. She's played her way into this side with some fantastic form. My dad reckons she's playing the best footy she's played in five to ten years and he, I don't think he's missed the game of hers. So um, she's just got a rejuvenated love of the game in general. She had a bit of time off. Um, missed it so much and sort of came back in on a bit of a lifeline with the Titans, mostly to be around the team, just to have like a mentor. That's essentially what she sort of started doing and then just had a good preseason played out of her skin. So there's lots of quality forwards who've missed out on a Queensland jersey um, to Steph Hancock, but not because of any other reason than she's just going to be so impactful coming off the bench next Friday night and, um, and then you've got the bonus of the fact that she's been around so long. She's such a good influence on the team, even if she was just on the staff. But you get to put her out out in the field, which is just um, really special, really special. Joey, I could not agree more. Um, I'm sure New South Wales are worried. I mean, we, we, we didn't mention the likes of Shannon Marto, who, who picks up and she'll work really, really hard if, if she's on the run-on team um, to really try and put the dent into New South Wales. And then it's like New South Wales could be reeling backwards to the likes of such a, a strong forward pack, but I'm going to give some love to New South Wales forward pack later. But just for now, yes. Shannon Marto, if she comes off, you don't get to relax, mate. It's like... No. On comes Steph Hancock, and she'll just run right over the top of you. So, yeah, look, I love Steph, and I hope she has a really great game, and I'm sure she will. Yeah, she's, you know, 
<clears throat> gamble responsibly, but uh, anytime try scorer. I mean, the form that she's in, yeah. it's unbelievable. All right, team, let's uh, move it over now to New South Wales. And you talk about stars, you know, that's what's pretty special about state of origin is that, uh, you know, we get, we get, you know, some of the best players in the world together in one team. And that's certainly the case for New South Wales. Tash, uh, let's talk through the back line of New South Wales. It's, we've, I mean, this is the who's who of rugby league. It's pretty special. Absolutely, Dan. We talked about uh, Vani Politi, you know, matching up with uh, Kelly or Sergis, and she's got the goods. Um, she's outstanding in all areas. But I really think if you look at the green and gold, the best that we have available uh, centre combination has to be Kelly and Sergis. Um, they started the NRLW a little bit slow, but as Joey was mentioning um, before we started recording, Jess did a lot of the hard yards early in the games. Um, but both of them came through in the end and, and are hitting their straps at the right time. I mean, obviously, that they, they won the premiership with the Roosters. But we can't go past the back five without mentioning Emma Tonegato. Uh, we're worried about Tamika Upton. I'm pretty sure the Queenslanders are really concerned about Emma Tonegato. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, it's a really good opportunity for great players to come into camp and be surrounded by, you know, obviously uh, Emma's, you know, really good situation there. The Dragons, plenty of stars, and they're playing in this particular game. But you just think about, you know, you know the, the heights that Tonegato could reach in this game given the players that are around her, uh, it's, yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about your concerns with Emma a- as a Queenslander. As a Queenslander, I've got huge concerns. I mean, Emma, we know what she's achieved in Union, but uh, back in the day, I feel like she must have been about 12 years old, but I actually had the privilege of playing in a World Cup with her. She was a winger and I was at right centre. And, um in 2013, and she she's played for New South Wales before. And even as a young player with with not a lot of experience up against it, what was at the time a really um, steady, consistent Queensland rep team, she just cut us up back then. And she's so fast, but she's got an instinct for the game. And, you know, she got uh, try of the year with the NRLW, that cover defence. She's just incredible in attack and defence. And I feel like often players like Emma, particularly if they come from sevens and they're just really fast and they're really flashy, but sometimes you can sort of exploit them in defence. There's just respectfully you just can't do that. So um, I'm a bit like Tash with Steph. I um, I want Queensland to win, but I want Emma, for her sake, to have a really amazing game because she deserves it. And bigger picture, um, obviously with the World Cup looming, I think she, to have her potentially back in the Gillaroos would just be so amazing for us as a country. So she'll certainly, I think, put on a great performance next Friday night. And if you're in a Blues jersey, I think you'd feel very confident knowing that she's your fullback. Yeah, good luck to the uh, Australian selectors. That is going to be an absolute nightmare in terms of trying to figure this one out. But no, look, it, it is going to be really interesting. And I think one of the things with Tonegato is that she doesn't sort of wait for the game to come to her. And I think in State of Origin, you know, if you do that, you know, suddenly you're 30 minutes into the game and you haven't touched the football. You know, Emma's got a really good ability to inject herself into the contest and only good things happen. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how much quality football these outside backs can get because it's definitely a strike weapon for New South Wales. 
Uh, Dan, just, just before we leave them, sorry, I, um, talking about the back five, we spoke about the pace that Queensland has and, and Joey said it's quite significant in their back five. But, you know, whether you've got um, Corbin Baxter or Tegan Berry or Tiana Penetani, combine that with um, Emma Tonegato. I mean, <laughs> we're on fire, my friend. Yeah, there's de- there's definitely wheels within the group, that's for sure, and uh yeah, it, it's going to be, you know, the conditions are going to be a little bit chilly down there, but uh, I, I think, uh, the, you know, the girls are going to turn this on and uh, it's, it's going to be pretty special. But, you know, in order for that to happen, Tash, they, they're going to need some quality football. Um, they're going to need some players who can really manage uh, this game. And uh, I feel like that's probably, you know, the reason in and around um, some of the selections here. But talk to us around the halves for New South Wales and, you know, what they're going to have to get right on the night. Yeah, Dan, look, um, I'm not sure exactly who's going in in the six and seven. If I hazard a guess, uh, I'm thinking Rat Pearson after her great performance in the NRLW, her ability to control a game. I think that'll earn, a, you know, the num- number seven jumper. Um, look, Kira Dibbs being brought back into the New South Wales team and not without reason. She has been playing outside of the skin um, in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. And the reason for that is that Dib's been allowed to play a lot of her own game because she's teamed up at the North Sydney Bears um, with Ray McGregor. Um, And Ray Racine absolutely controls the game so well. So if you put Kira Dib beside someone like that, that is, in this instance, in the New South Wales team, uh, Rachel Pearson. I think, um, you know, if Kira Dib does earn herself that six jersey, the combination could work very, very well. Both their kicking games are strong, um, which is a which is another benefit for yeah, the Blues. Yeah, definitely. I, I think they're going to be able to control the game pretty well. I mean, Rachel Pearson's kicking game is going to be pretty special. You think about a, a tip sheet for Queensland, and we'll say this, hopefully Joe doesn't take this on board, but... You know, I won't there, tell anyone. There's going to be significant kick pressure on Rach Pierce, and I, I think it's going to be more than she's probably ever experienced uh, within a game of football. Um, I feel like at times, you know, defenders got a little bit lazy with her, you know, through the NRLW competition, and she will just punish you. So, you know, her mm. ability to kind of turn momentum through her kicking game, it's her absolute specialty. Probably the only question mark I've got on the New South Wales Blues halves is their creativity, you know often these state of origin games, they're not 30 nil. They're not 40 nil. They're not big blowouts. They're very, very close contests that are usually separated by a couple of points, maybe a try. So when it's a really, really tight contest, I wonder whether the New South Wales Blues halves are able to sort of create something out of nothing. So they're going to have to utilise Tonegato, but, you know, I'd love to see a little bit of creativity there in the halves to, you know, break open the contest because this is going to be a close one. That's for sure. All right, Tash, let's, let's show a little bit more love uh, and talk through the, the, the forward pack for New South Wales. Again, another another strong part of this squad. Oh, Dan. You know, if they have – Kezi's moved from, um, you know, the, the second row to the, the eight um, position. And you've got – if you've got Kezi Apps at eight and you've got Millie Boyle at ten, wow, that's so impressive in its own right. Um, if, if we go to the second row, Olivia Koenig and Yasmin Meeks, they teamed up together brilliantly in those positions in the recent NRLW um, and they're both premiership winners. So, you know, you team that up with Hannah Southwell and, look, this show only goes for half an hour, but I could 
that's just an incredible engine room that they've got right there. Yeah, look, it is going to be pretty special. And, look, I think there's a little bit of pressure on Kezi Apps, in my opinion, because, you know, we'll, we'll get to the bench in a second, but you look at a young front row in Caitlin Johnston, I mean, she is going to want to eat into some of those minutes. She's on fire at the moment as a young player. And, you know, that's what's really interesting about this state of origin is we've got some really young players who are in red-hot form that, you know, when push comes to shove, the coach may want to uh, give some extra minutes there. So, you know, I, I think Kezi Apps is going to be pushed by her own players within the squad because, uh, you know, there, there are some players here who are, you know, they're not going to want to leave the field, that's for sure. Millie Boyle, we, we know what she's about. And, um, you know, the thing that's – and, Joe, we, I might get you to touch on this a little bit. The thing that's most impressive to me about Millie Boyle is, you know, she is considered – one of the marquee players of the women's game. There is just so much expectation that she goes out and produces nine, 10 out of 10 performances each and every week. Joe, she's able to do it. I mean, this is a player who just takes that pressure and just continues to take her game to the next level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's, I've got such tremendous respect for Millie. And, and that's the thing, you look at her um, and there was a lot of attention on her early in the NRLW season because she was doing so well, but it didn't change her game. Sometimes when players start getting talked up in the media and they're getting these big stats and they're getting mentioned a lot more week in, week out, they can either, that can sort of get to them. But she went from strength to strength. And the thing that stands out for me with Millie, and I've talked about this previously, is she, I think it was her first game for the Broncos. She went off with an injury, fairly sure she got stitches, came back on, and her stats were still incredible in attack and defence. So even on a bad game, um, she's still a leader. And then she ends up obviously sharing the Dally M um, or the equivalent medal um, at the end of the year. So, and we know she's passionate for that Blues jersey and she will lead from the front. And and you talked about, like, Tash just went over the um, forward pack and we still haven't mentioned Togatuki and Talfa. So, what concerns me as a Queenslander is the fitness and mobility of that those New South Wales players. And in origin, it's so much faster. Um, the speed of that, just like the men's, the speed of the game for the players will be at nothing, like nothing we've seen in the women's game so far this year. Um, I think potentially looking at the lineups, we've probably got the fittest, fastest forward packs the women's game seen yet in an origin clash. Um and those girls are fit. Millie's one of the fittest there. Her, her work rate's incredible. So they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with on Friday night, that's for sure. Yeah, and look, you won't hear me sort of admit this publicly, so I know this is just a conversation between us, but <laughs> you'd love to see some of these games up in Queensland in really good conditions. Obviously, last year I, I was in the stands getting absolutely drenched. To, it was difficult for the players, but the thing with Canberra is – you don't want to be getting too close to the sidelines. You know, this game is going to be played right up the middle, you know, so it's going to be, you know, mm. it's going to be ferocious. And and I think part of that is, yes, it's going to be bash and crash and, you know, these two forward packs are going to go toe-to-toe, but you're going to have to try and figure out a way to win the ruck and add a little bit of speed to the middle to try and get a little bit of dominance. Tash, I think there's a player that can achieve that for New South Wales. Our number nine, Keely Davis, have you seen her play better football than sort of what she's produced this season? Dan, I was so glad that, that you brought that up because I thought we cannot talk about the strength without talking about Keely Davis. She's just incredible. She's a strength and conditioner um, trainer herself, and that has really shown in how her body shape has just gotten more powerful. Um, she is She's always played with a maturity above her age and with every game, with every exposure, she just seems to be making the better 
decisions all the time. And as we know, the number nine, you know, is such a vital role and the service that she gives from the number nine role gives, if it's Rat Pearson in the number seven, gives uh, Rachel that little bit of extra time because the ball's there, it's out in front. She's not looking down to pick up uh, the ball or not looking behind. And and Keely Davis is one of the most consistent um, number nines out there. Now, I know Britto Braley, uh, Joe, is yeah. equally consistent, but, geez, they're two strong number nines there. Yeah, definitely. No, it, it, it's definitely going to be one to watch. And, uh, again, tip sheet for Queensland is watching her short kicking game uh, within that sort of, uh, within good ball. You know, it, it's definitely something that she's mastered. And, uh, you know, you know, assistant coach there in, in Sowie, I, I think they've been working pretty, pretty heavily um, in and around her kicking game uh, this year as well. You know, uh, and last one, just to touch on quickly, Tash, is I do feel like every missed tackle is going to matter in this particular game. You know, it's not a regular, um, you know, it's not a regular season game where you can sort of fall off tackles. You're going to have to make every single one because that one missed tackle could be the difference between winning or losing. There's a couple of players, though, that we can rely on uh, when it comes to the defensive side of the football. Um, Samama Taufa comes to mind uh, and Hannah Southwell. Talk to us about those two particular players because... If I'm in the dressing sheds with those two players and I look across at them, they're the types of players that I wouldn't be looking to let down because every single tackle they put their absolute all into it. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing, Dan, that they lead by example. They've both got great tackle technique. Um, I can't believe that there's a possibility that uh, one of them, maybe Taufer, might be on the bench when you talk about all these legends of the game. And her, she's gotten fitter and faster over the years. She had a little break from the game just to strengthen herself up mentally, and she's come back on, you know, on fire. So as far as defensive players go, uh, you know, they're, they're at the top of the competition. Yeah, there we go. All right, team. Well, we're going to have to do our predictions now. I think it's going to be pretty obvious who we're going to go with. But, Joe, obviously you're going to be pick, uh, predicting a Queensland victory, but h- how do you think Queensland get the job done here? Well, I think they get it done. I know this is a bit of a cliche. They've just got to work in the middle early, and um, and I think they've got to manage the pressure of mistakes because mistakes will come and you can't lose your head in this game because we know how tight it was last year and and, and I'm you know I'm always going to back Queensland and say that we deserve the win last year but we also only just got it um, so I think they get the win by being composed um, playing their own game and not getting overwhelmed by the power that is New South Wales and all that they bring um, and I really think that that first 10 or 15 minutes in each half of just completing sets it sounds old-fashioned but in a game like Origin with the attacking players that New South Wales have got I think that's the only way they'll sort of get the edge but I think they'll get the edge for sure I think they'll only be about six to ten points in it yeah look I, as a New South Wales fan, I, I'm really worried about this game. I think Good. <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's just you know, the the styles make fights. And I think Queensland have picked a team that could worry New South Wales in a significant way. I think there's a fair bit of pressure on the New South Wales Blues halves. I think that's going to make or break us. But for me, look, I'm going to tip a New South Wales victory only because I feel like Tonegato is going to score a try. But in my opinion, I think that's the key. If Tonegato... Gets over the line, we win. If she doesn't, I don't know whether we can get there. So, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on our number one um, off the back of all the work through our middles. But, look, I've got New South Wales winning by four points, but Tonegato to score the match winner. Uh, Tash, New South Wales through and through, my friend. How do they get the job done? 
And they get the job done. I know it's, as Joey said, it's up through the middle. Now, I am concerned playing in um, Canberra and um, at night time, I, I kind of think that that puts even more emphasis on the engine room because teams are, uh, you know, more reluctant to just throw the ball around, which we love the fast pace um, game. So that means under those conditions, definitely the engine room. But um, I'm with you, Dan, that, you know, that could open up if Emma Tonegato continues to snip around the ruck, which we know she pushes up and she does, as does Tamika Upton, um, that's where New South Wales are going to win it. Yeah, definitely. And we didn't talk about ball control troll as well. Obviously, in those conditions, that's going to be, you know, sort of doubly important. And there will be, as a little bit of a random prediction for you, there will be a winger that gets dragged over the sideline in this game for sure. Everyone makes that mistake down in Canberra, getting too close to the sideline, misreading numbers. So there you go. Wing gets dragged over the sideline. New South Wales win by four points. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, crew, thanks for hanging in with me with this uh, voice. Uh, for all the parents out there, you know the feeling of having a, t- a sick toddler. Uh, fun and games. But anyway, team, this week on Rapid Fire, well, we've got to pick the, the player of the game, the, the Nelly Doherty medal winner. Uh, Joe, who wins this one? I'm going to say with the Queensland win, Lauren Brown. I love that. I love that. Yeah, she's uh, a very, very special player and... Look, I don't, I don't know whether there's a there's a nine in the competition that's got her kicking game, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Tash? Well, going with tradition, um, Jess Sergis, they called her Winks because when she was on fire, she collected every bit of trophy and, and metalware that there was. And you know who's on fire? I mean, everybody knows it. It's Millie Boyle. So I'm picking her for the Nelly Doherty because, of course, New South Wales are going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, toss a coin between Tonegato and Keely Davis, but I'm going to go with Keely Davis. I think she's going to get through um, a fair bit of work here. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the Quincy Dodd situation as well. Might might eat, eat into her minutes, but, yeah, I think she's going to have an absolute cracker um, in this one, that's for sure. All right, team. Well, look, that's all the time we have. Joe, just want to thank you so much for coming on the Mojo Sports Podcast. Uh, Queensland legend, a legend of our sport. Obviously, you know, going to be a big part of the camp and, uh, you know, just so excited for this game. So uh, I kind of want to wish you luck, but at the same time, not as a New South Wales fan. But uh, thanks for jumping on and talking footy with me, my friend. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I agree that you're a bit torn there, but I appreciate that anyway. And thanks so much for having me. It's been great. Tash. Love you, Terry Barrett. Yeah, that's, that's too, it. Tash, thank you so much again, uh, jumping on and talking all things footy. And uh, to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support here at Mojo Sports. How can you continue to support us? It's simple. Simply download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thanks for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.